Hello and welcome back to the 70th episode of the Desi VC podcast. I'm your host Akash Bhatt and each week I speak to tech investors and operators and get them to share insights from their everyday world. Ever since I launched the podcast, I've been incredibly fortunate to sit down with some fantastic guests who have been nothing but generous in helping us understand the world of technology slightly better one episode at a time. Well, masterclasses have become a very common thing here on the Desi VC podcast lately. And today I have yet another brilliant guest who will deliver classic lessons in building purpose-driven brands in India. We have Varun Alag, CEO of Mama Earth with me on the show. And I'm excited to be talking everything brand building with him. Purpose-driven brands are perhaps the hardest to build. A simple Google search of brand purpose quickly brings one conclusion into sharp focus. Not everyone can agree on what it is. Some marketers believe that it's no more than a fanciful characterization of a company's mission statement, while others think that the purpose exists at the center of a golden circle of existential business questions. And some will declare that purpose sits atop of a business collective hierarchy of needs mirroring the position of self-actualization in Maslow's famous pyramid. One especially notable interpretation and perhaps one of the easiest to understand comes from Disney, which draws a clear distinction between mission and purpose. In its explanation, Disney goes on to show that mission exemplifies what they do, while purpose defines why they do it. Well, if you're a founder today, establishing and communicating your company's purpose effectively <clears throat> well, if you're a founder today, establishing and communicating your company's purpose effectively will attract people, both employees as well as customers. So want to know how to do it? Well, here's Varun sharing some of his best lessons with us on the episode. Get ready to take notes, everybody, because this is filled with some fantastic insights of how Mama Earth was built. Varun, I'm absolutely delighted to have you here on the show today. I've been dreaming about this moment and excited to be sitting across the table from you in anticipation of the conversation that is to unfold. So welcome to the DCVC podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm equally excited to be a part of the podcast, man. Well, I kept thinking about what's the ideal starting point for this chat, and I couldn't really decide on where to begin. But then I stumbled across your interview with Sequoia India. And in that, you talk about building why-based brands than what-based brands. And in today's uber-crowded consumer market, purpose can turn out to be the secret sauce or the USP as most people tend, tend to know it. There's a book that I read a while ago, which made me fall in love with this concept and it's called let my people go surfing by Yuvan Chanad, which if most people haven't read it i would highly recommend people read it he also happens to be the founder of patagonia in which he says patagonia will never completely be socially responsible and it will never make sustainable non-damaging products but it is committed to trying i guess my question to you is how do you build a purpose-driven brand and what is the reason behind building purpose-driven brands today? And how does that resonate with the customers that you want to target eventually? 
So let me try and, uh, you know, answer this uh, in an opposite manner. And, uh, in fact, you talked about books. Uh, I'd say if anyone who's interested in learning more about uh, this philosophy, then start with Why by Simon Sinek. Um, and in fact, you can read the book or if you're not a reader, just uh, listen to his TED talk on the same, um, uh, as well as uh, uh, the biography of uh, the Tom's Shoes founder is another um, good book apart from the Patagonia book that you talked about. And, uh, to just broadly learn about, you know, what this uh, concept is all about. And, um, now to answer your question, I think before you even try and say, hey, I want to build a purpose-based brand, you have to have your own ethos and belief in place that you buy into this philosophy. And the philosophy is that humans connect with values for deeper relationships. And, and and materialistic stuff for transactionary relationships. And so you know, are if you look at if you look at all the relationships in your life, and, um, the deepest relationships that you would have, right, are relationships where you connect with the person at at the same values level. And right? so, this this is my kind of people, and yeah. and hence this is why I'm in I'm friends with these people, and then they'll be. Uh, you know, people in your life, right, who you know, and, but who you, whom you would have a transactional relationship with, right? You can ping them sometimes asking for something, they can ping you sometimes asking for something, right? but you genuinely don't resonate with them right? when it comes to a value system. Right? Um, you, you won't be able to sort of say, hey, I'm going to sort of, you know, uh, when time comes, I'm going to stand in front of the train for this guy. Right? Um, probably not. Right? And really, I mean, I mean, brands are finally all about building the right DNA or ideas in the mind of consumers. Right? Um, and hence, um, that belief that you know the deepest relationships are formed right? if you share common values right? is what is the underlying. Uh, you know, belief behind this whole strategy. And, and hence, the strategy is all about right, that if people connect you with you and right, for why you exist rather than what you sell, and um, then that connection is a deeper connection. And uh, if they connect you with you for what you sell, and right, it's a transaction based relationship, and right, they will reach out to you when they need you. Right, and probably buy what you're selling and, and offer you a premium to the extent of functional improvement or functional dominance. And on the other hand, if people connect you with why you exist right, and what are your value systems, and then one, they will buy whatever you sell, not what you sell. And I mean, Apple, you buy into their design philosophy and you buy a watch from them, you're buying a TV system for them. Hell, people are buying water bottles from them, right? I mean, it is whatever they sell. And if the common design philosophy principle is there, and people just buy into their why, right? And, and then people buy whatever they sell. And um, similarly, if you create that relationship based on why you exist and your value systems, and then people will buy whatever you sell rather than what you sell. And, and they will they will 
but they will also hold you accountable and to walking the talk right on demonstration of those values and um which is where your second question kind of comes in and which is how do you build this right in terms of brands and at least in um you know our organization and i i uh, while it's a internal framework i love to share it and because i genuinely believe and that if all brands were to start on you know doing this a lot more globally right the world will be a better place right um and and you know that's just a great idea and worth spreading hence and um so uh, you know we've created this internal framework right uh, which is a three p's framework and um the framework is product process perspective and so to bring a brand's purpose to life and firstly you have to craft that purpose right? and that purpose has to be crafted keeping in mind these three p's and that the same purpose right, should actually serve all of these three p's for the brand and so let me give an example of mama earth and where the in in you know um, we exist to celebrate little goodness and uh, in everything and everyone and every day and uh, that's that's the broadly the we exist line that is there and now it's summarized as a creative idea of goodness inside and now when you look at a product right goodness inside is all about no harmful toxins right and benefit of natural ingredients right so that's the goodness inside here and when you talk about processes right then the process is all about when you're doing the process of creating these products and you should have goodness inside those processes and so currently the two largest impact areas in our processes where we bring this to life is one is um you know a plastic positive mission right where we actually recycle two times the plastic uh, that we consume right and till now we would have recycled almost 3000 metric tons of plastic and um and on the other hand we have a, a program called plant goodness right uh, which is all about hey you know we are we are finally in some way taking resources from you know earth all of these natural ingredients that we are talking about and we've got to find ways to give it back right? and it's also to neutralize our carbon footprint right so we have uh, till now planted 300000 trees and um and we intend to plant a million by the next 2 to 3 years right and this is not just putting seeds in the ground right this is actually ensuring the first 3 year maintenance of a tree which is required for the tree right uh, in collaboration with farmers in fact um after the tree grows right the farmers are expected to earn about 20 crores in in income right from these trees that we are planting right from 300000 trees right so um so that's the second you know big piece that we do and, and not only do we do that right but to ensure that it becomes part of our brand marketing piece right? and consumers buy into our why then we give a visual proof of this so if you order from our website then right, we will actually send you a email right on which 
the tree that has been attached to your order and the picture of that tree the geolocation of that tree um, which is the you know species of that tree right all of that is captured and and in fact every six months we send you an update on how your tree is doing and you can come into your my account section and you can check out how it is etc right so uh, that's the way we actually bring that whole contribution to life that you're not only making a great product choice right, but you're also you know aligning with a brand which has made great process choice and here is where you can see a visible proof of sale and, and then the third p is perspective right which is as a brand and what is your world view right, which is in line with your purpose right now finally your brand's views have to also circle back to the category that you're in right? because if it doesn't then it won't impact your business as much and hence if it does not impact the business then you will not be able to sustainably talk about it over time right? uh, whenever tough time comes the first thing that will cut is that right? uh, but if it is in line with your business fundamentals then that perspective will also continue to sort of grow and you will continue to communicate that right? so for example in our case we're in the business of beauty and personal care right? and hence goodness inside in the perspective format right, is beauty is not about how you look and right? beauty is about what you do and that makes you beautiful beauty is not a noun it's a verb and, and that's our perspective and, and our view is that while changing this in the minds of adults is difficult and if we can change this mentality in the next generation of children and who when they grow up don't measure beauty by their look and don't have those pressures on themselves and that is a world that we would like to see as a brand. And so this 3P architecture and really brings the purpose to life in your execution and marketing strategy. And, and that's what we've been um, doing consistently. And, and uh, that's the reason the brand has connected really well with the Indian audiences. A fantastic comprehensive overview of the 3P structure and how you've personally thought about it at the organization level and I think what is also important as part of the brand building is having that message to be clear both internally among employees ensuring that they buy into the core mission and are communicating in a manner that speaks the company language to every stakeholder out there be it the consumer be it you know potentially another consumer be it an investor or whoever it is that are having a conversation regarding the brand however it is much harder thing to do it externally, especially given the different personas of people that you end up having a conversation with and the brand tends to cater to. Mm -hmm. You're the marketing expert here between the two of us, for sure. And I want to pick your brain on how you went about doing this in the early days and how does that messaging evolve over the years as various other aspects of the business builds out? So one, like I said, right, I mean, um, you won't make great friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. right? You will make good friends with a few people. I mean, there are going to be a few people who don't resonate with the value system. And that's okay. And, uh, you don't want people to just like you. You'd want people to love you. Right? And that's how deep relationships are built. Right? So yes, right? there'll be a few people who don't buy into your philosophy. Right? Uh, our view would be 
not to run behind convincing them and but instead try to find more people who believe in your philosophy because there is enough and more people in the world and um and hence don't spend time focusing on who is not converting and why right? but spend time focusing on who's converting who's resonating um, uh, and who's becoming your ambassador what kind of people are they how can you find more people like that um, um the worst thing that we can do early on is um you know focus on you know uh, negatives people who are not resonating with you and and ignore positives for and take it for granted and think this though is done right so i mean why should we focus on this right um and that's that's something which is avoidable and um and hence from uh, from from a perspective of uh, uh, finding these people early on uh, of course you as a founder have to tell this story right? and you have to find various means right to tell this story well and uh, those means could be um, in a manner of uh, um, you know for example uh, when we started right um i still remember gazal my wife my co-founder and uh, she she called almost 700 people in 3 months directly and and these people were folks who had some form of social influence right uh, they had followers on facebook or instagram or you know um were writing blogs on a regular basis and and she personally told them the story and of why we're starting what we believe in etc and she sent them samples and she said hey um you know we would love it right uh, if you love the story love the idea and would like to share it with the world right and in fact 90% of them did and the whole personal conversation piece right just worked so well and that someone was trying so hard and and there is a genuine story behind it which is a story worth spreading and and people took it up and, and spread that story right so at a initial level and you're doing very very uh, simple things right which honestly might not scale and that said at that level and it's necessary to get started and through um, through something which has far better believability and which will get you the top 1000 fans and the first 1000 fans that you're looking for and now as you evolve in the brand journey as your ability to reach and need for reach also increases and then you present this message in different forms different types create different form of content push it out through you know media to different targeted um, audiences etc right so as the journey evolves and is how your uh, your um, mediums also evolve i don't think one that you made because when you are thinking about appealing to you various personas of of your uh, customers it's not necessary that you need to go after the ones who are not converting as you clearly mentioned but it's important to learn from them as well it's important yeah. to learn from them as to what is not resonating with them and i the way i look at it the way that you know some of our best performing portfolio companies have gone about consumer brand building is understanding why the consumer why this consumer churn but at the same time also understanding what makes the product stick it could be the experience it could be the messaging it could just be the product itself or it could be the entire end to end experience from the time they discover the product and why it's really worked for them and sometimes it could just be the fact that your competition is so bad that you end up becoming 
like just doing a little good means you're sticking you're you're building a very sticky product eventually and that's happened to me in quite a number of cases a good example of that is uh function of beauty which is a cosmetics brand here in in the us i've been struggling to find the right shampoo and conditioner for years and just the whole process of the right from the time that i'm on the website the whole the quiz that they take me through and the options that they're able to provide me with and then personalizing it with uh my name on the bottle and then sending that across to me the packaging opening that's just that's just a wonderful experience you just you're okay to even pay that premium 50 dollar fee for a shampoo and conditioner which typically ideally should cost you 10 to 15 dollars max but it's that whole experience that kind of then makes you want to even pay that premium price and that you know you're sticking through for a longer period of time and i think that aspect of you know where you touched upon is understanding what really works for you then eventually you can also upsell them it's easier to have people who are part of your consumer base within your ecosystem and getting to upsell them than trying to go and find a new customer it's always easier to uh, end up doubling down on your existing customer base it just on your example itself right i mean what i was trying to say was let's say um, you had you had a um, it was the first you know 100000 or 100000 consumers that you were trying to bring in right? mm-hmm. and uh, let's say 700 of them bought but 300 did not buy right? mm-hmm. and you started spending all your focus on the 300 who did not buy right? mm-hmm. and those guys told you right that because this mix was very expensive and uh, we did not buy and so you need to bring down the cost of this mix to 15 to 20 dollars and mm-hmm. um, now you said hey right this needs to be fixed and um, and you got the cost of the product down but for that and you also let go of certain customizations certain experiences certain you know this name writing right that you talked about and that you were doing and was adding to the cost and uh, and now you took the you know uh, mix to the market and and the 700 guys who were buying you and actually stopped buying you and yeah. and they said that these this brand has lost it and and they were actually your ambassadors and um, now that is a situation which needs to be avoided right and hence before you get into why people are not buying and you must get into why people are buying and um, of course i'm talking about scenarios where why people are buying is a majority and why people are not buying is a minority and yeah. if why people are not buying is a large majority then you have you really have a problem that you have but i've seen a lot of um, startups and founders missing on that and which is um, rather than looking at their bright sparks and they keep focusing on weaknesses and plugging them and uh, but the impact of those plugs on your core cohort and could actually be damaging and so you have to be very careful about how you how you sort of balance that i completely agree with you and i also want to talk about what role your employees end up playing in that right because i think everybody needs to be bought into this mission be bought into this idea that we are here to create something that's larger than all of us this is a legacy that we're leaving behind and it's not an easy thing to do while you're brand building while you're company building and then having that message run through the core core bit of the organization and the value of purpose hits you differently once there's alignment at every stage along the company and i remember watching this video 
um, obviously well tailored and fitted to meet the standards of a keynote. But in that, the CEO of uh, Scholastic Books says that even a folk forklift driver at the company knows that their job isn't to drive a forklift. I mean, that's obvious. The focus of the job or the key goal here is to help kids read more books. And that is something that is drained in, not by, you know, simply messaging, but it's just the, the purpose that resonates with every employee across the, across the company. If the pallets are not placed in a particular order, if they don't meet the shipment purposes and requirements, then the very next day, somewhere a child does not have a book that they need. So purpose-driven companies like yourselves, Scholastic, Patagonia, Function of Beauty, and you know, plenty others in the world out there, and their employees are clear on what they're all about, and it's more than just the profit. I want to ask you today, what would you advise founders building purpose-driven businesses for the first time? How do they find a purpose? And how does that then translate to the larger mission of building a business around it? Your finding purpose is very personal, right? I mean, um, uh, you can't sort of craft it out of thin air. You have to genuinely feel, uh, you know, about something right? mm-hmm. uh, as a founder, right? And it has to be one of the reasons why you started or intrinsically in your product, how it exists, right? So, um, in, in you know, you've got to question yourself that, right? Um, as to what do I care about? What am I willing to fight for? And fight, you know, go to war for, for that matter. Um, Now, that's the the answer to that question should help you find your purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you then, every one of you should lobby around that. And and it's the job of the leader or the founder in this case to actually keep spreading that keep sort of you know reminding people keep building stories rituals symbols around um, that purpose movement and uh, so that everyone around them remembers right um, what difference are they effectively making and get them to talk to consumers and who when they narrate and uh, their belief in the purpose and uh, it just strengthens um, it for your employees as well right because when you're just doing a inward communication, um, you know it, it could be another corporate communication that is coming in. Right? But when you actually talk to the people who are making that difference to, um, and they, um, you know, uh, say it back to you, right? then you genuinely start believing that what you're actually okay. doing is making a difference with where it needs to be make a difference, right? So uh, I think some of those things is how. Um, you need to discover and then probably communicate the purpose in the right manner. And was that hard in the early days of Mama Earth when you and Gazal were sitting down and trying to put this to pen and paper and then kind of also resonate with investors around you and then your customers, obviously, and then getting this message across to them. You know, they all, today everybody, you know, looks back and they're able to get it. But if you were to look back in 2016, what would you do differently? Oh, yeah, I, I think to, to that answer, we won't do anything differently because wherever we are, we are because of all the mistakes that we would have made, right? I mean, yeah. um, it's, uh, you know, success or failure, both are combinations of all the choices that you make. I mean, you can't pick and choose some of those choices and say, I might not have made these, right? I don't know what the repercussions of those would be on the ones that I made later, and which were right choices, right? So, um, 
but of course, right? I mean, finally, if you if you look at from an investment perspective, from your you're running a business, right? and whatever your strategy is, right? Be it a marketing strategy or a sourcing strategy or you know um, a, a, a financial strategy or acquisition strategy, then however flowery it might be, then however forward looking it might be, however visionary it might be, then it needs to translate into business metrics. And, um, you know, and that is what finally gets backed in the longer term. And so um, from an investor perspective, right, there, there can be people right, who will be willing to make that leap of faith right, because of the way you have crafted and narrated that strategy and it makes logical sense. And, but then right, it needs to translate into consumer metrics. It needs to translate into business metrics. And, uh, which is honestly what we focused on, and um, and because we we were able to sort of showcase that, um, you know, is is why we could get you know our next investor or our next next investor sort of you know on board, and um, I think just lip service to a purpose and that not making a material business difference um, is is then not enough, and um, from a sustainability perspective. Right. I mean, that's a fantastic point that you made there because there's that resonation goes only to a certain extent, especially when you're speaking to investors, because at the end of the day, it's the business metrics that really matter. Like all of this messaging is fantastic, but are you making sales? What can we really get behind? The purpose is great. That's just a value add on top of the business that you're building. But then everything else comes down to the execution. So in the early days, were there investors who bought into this idea? of, hey, this is a brand that is going to change how Indian consumers think and there's a behavioral shift that may come about or was it more from a perspective of there's a business here, it's got good metrics, we can get behind it? I think very early stage businesses and very early stage investors largely look at you know team time and traction right? and saying, okay, mm-hmm. visions aside, right? The category is great. The time is great. The team who's executing is good, right? And they take a leap of faith on that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, they will uh, appreciate if you have a story on top, mm-hmm. basis which you can get a premium from the consumer, and, and hence a higher share of profit pool. And mm-hmm. um, they they will of course appreciate that. And uh, but I think early stage, right? It is more a leap of faith on category, on team's ability to execute, and if there is any early traction. And um, you know, and later on, of course, as you scale, and if that strategy of yours is working, and then a lot more people would want to back you and actually scale that strategy to see where that sort of takes you. Takes you. That's a fantastic point that you uh, that you made, and I think that's one thing that I'm trying to understand as more companies incorporate this into their messaging and how much is a founder or the founding team really bought into this whole concept that they're trying to eventually market to different stakeholders at the same time, build a very sustainable business around it. And I mean, I want to ask this question. I've been hanging on to this for a long time. What does it feel like like today to have that unicorn tag? Like, you know, you today we've got hundred companies that have broken that barrier. It's a significant moment for Indian VC, Indian tech. um, And, you know, there's enough, attention that that's been brought about to the Indian ecosystem. But what does that mean to you? 
and i ask you more from a philosophical level and not from a perspective of you know what does it change how has it changed your life from a monetary perspective that's no i don't think that's but what does it really mean to you as a founder today to see where the company is has gotten and the number of employees who have joined you in that the customers who have bought into the mission that you're trying to build and more importantly gi- given you the sense of hey we've got to build something that leaves a legacy behind no gosh i uh, uh, i have a slightly different view to this so um we are we are on a very long term journey here and um and our our goal is is much much bigger and quite far away from where we are today um and hence uh, you know to to achieve any long journey and and um any uh, big hairy goal and our view is it's important to break it down into milestones and uh, and to also celebrate you know those those moments which come in and and once you have celebrated start looking forward to the next milestone or moment and uh, that's how this moment also is in our life and it's equally important as was the first order that came on our website and as was when we hit 100000 orders in a month and as was when we you know hit a 100 crore sales run rate and as was when we became the first you know and the quickest brand to hit 1000 crores run rate and um, you know this is another one of those milestones which are journeys created off and but we are still you know not even not even like halfway to is is still far probably not even one tenth of where we need to be in the part of this journey and and since we have a very long journey in front of us and we again are breaking it down into milestones right so that there is something to look forward to and celebrate right um every 3 to 6 months and uh, because this journey also has to be fun right we're going to spend most part of our life doing this and building this and and if we don't have fun during that time and if we don't celebrate you know what we achieved during that time then we're not really going to spend a high quality life right so um i think it, it's just one of those moments and if it it is not more or less important then it is equally important as the other milestones we achieved very well um summarized and i guess um i know we are crunch for time here so i want to leave our listeners with um something that's that's fun and we also want to know understand you know somebody like yourself who has built a very successful brand today and resonates with millions of users and consumers in the country you know what about the indian consumer today excites you the most and what do you still not understand about them so what excites me the most is what has been talked about for a while is that indian consumer is price conscious and and what has excited me the most is this discovery that indian consumer is not price conscious indian consumer is value conscious and what they are looking for when is value being delivered for the money that they are spending and and if you can justify then that there is value in the proposition that you're selling then they are willing to pay higher and so um they're not as as a lot of people refer to them as chindi or you know uh, trying to always look for a cheaper option and they're just looking for better value and, and i think that's the most exciting thing because it just tells us that you can sell at higher price and, but then you've got to ensure you're communicating the value that you're delivering right and 
and i think what i still don't understand is uh, is you know the we we talk about numbers a lot in india and um uh, but actually those numbers are not homogeneous in nature mm-hmm. uh, there is there are so many different type of indias that are operating today right in terms of consumer choices proclivities um, how they transact how they communicate right um that uh, you know that just still boggles me and as to how complex this market is if you want to crack it at scale right and how we need to continue to keep learning about our consumers a lot more and uh, to be able to develop an organization which fully understands right how to market to indian consumers so i think that will be that will be my answer Well, that's a fantastic note to end this episode on Varun. Thank you so much for your time. I think I learned so much in the last 35 40 minutes or so of our conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure to host you here and I'd love to bring you back on the podcast some other time so we can sit and discuss this at large. Super. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that brings us to the end of the 70th episode and one that I've really enjoyed listening in on and taking notes. Varun had some fantastic insights in that episode all the way from how he thinks about human psychology all the way up to the 3P structure that he was very generous enough to share with us and there's a quote in that which really stood out to me he mentioned humans connect with values for deeper relationships and materialistic things for transactional relationships and that is so true when you think about the indian consumer in today's context Well if you're a founder out there building a company today I think this episode really stands out on multiple levels but most importantly on how to build companies with a purpose at the core of its structure Well if you're like me and you enjoyed this episode as well as the other ones that we've been bringing you so far please go ahead and rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform It really helps us get discovered but most importantly it'll help you get notified every time we release a new episode here on the show. We've got another fantastic guest here on the podcast, a veteran of the industry. So do make sure you tune back in again next week to see who we have in store. And until then everybody, stay safe and continue to keep hustling.